Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Exodus chapter 15, and uh, this is the third part. Uh, here we've been talking about bitter waters. The Bible said, so Moses brought, in verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. These are redeemed people. These are people who are in the will of God, and yet they have no water. And the Bible said, when they came to Mar, they could not drink of the waters of Mar, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mar. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. We've talked about no water, and we've talked about bitter waters. And I don't know what your bitter experience has been or may be right now, but the solution is the same. The solution is the same. And we've talked on the last couple of podcasts. If you've not listened to uh, episode 254 or 255, I would listen to those first because we talked about how, one, we shouldn't play the victim because every single person that is a child of God has the same three enemies. We all have the flesh. We all have the world. And we all have the devil. And the worst thing you can ever do is going to lead you into a bitter, bitter uh, spirit is to say, nobody understands what I'm going through. There is a God in heaven that understands. And everybody faces problems. Everybody faces trials. Everybody faces circumstances. Your Mara, your bitter waters may be the loss of a loved one. Uh, your bitter waters may be the loss of a friendship. Uh, your bitter waters may be the loss of your health or your finances. Maybe your church has split. Maybe your church is divided. Maybe your church is dead and is not seeing revival, and you're hurt, heartbroken over that. We all have experiences. I've been in ministry for 30 years, pastoring for 26 years. I could tell you story after story after story where I came up to the pool of Mara and was thirsty, and it was bitter. The experiences are different, but the solution is the same. And God does not intend for you to stay in Mara. God does not intend for you to stay in Mara. It was a passing place. God had already told him, go get Canaan. I've got a place for you. There's a land of milk and honey. Uh, he had promised it to their father, Abraham. And so God does not intend for you to stay at Mara. A lot of people have set up their whole life around Mara. It's not where God wants you to stay. God doesn't intend for his children to stay there. So the question arises, what do you do with Mara? What do you do with Mara? How do you meet it? How do you deal with it? Notice what the children of Israel did first they murmured and that's that's going to be a temptation first thing that's going to happen your flesh is going to rise up and say why god why did you let this happen to me why did you let these bitter waters be in my life 
What shall we drink? And oh, how many times have we experienced bitterness and questioned God? And I've heard people say, well, you should never ask God why. Well, the Lord Jesus did at Calvary. So if Jesus did, I think we all can understand that our flesh and our our in our flesh, we do ask. Jesus was the perfect son of God. And he still said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And so, you know, I don't believe I think Jesus knew, but maybe he asked that so we could understand, hey, it's OK to ask why. But it's not OK to get mad and bitter at God. And they said, what shall we drink? And I love this verse, Exodus 15, 25. And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. So we see no water, we see bitter water, and then we find sweet water. The waters were made sweet. Now there have been men who tried to explain this in a natural way by saying there was a certain tree in the wilderness that they, uh, you know, would turn water sweet. No. This is a supernatural miracle of God. Quit trying to explain away the miracles of the Bible. Believe in a miraculous God. It was the obedience of Moses to the command of the Lord. The Bible says God pointed out a tree. The Lord showed him a tree. And the tree is what turned the bitter waters into sweet waters. I think we know what that represents. It represents the cross. Jesus hung on a tree. And uh, that old rugged cross is what you need God to point out to you in your bitter experience. Some of us need God to show us the tree. The tree is the solution. Every experience is different, but the cure is the same. Every circumstance is different, but the cure is the same. It is the old rugged cross. Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Why is it so important to look at the cross? Why is it so important to look at the cross? Why is God pointing out the cross? I'm going to tell you, it was the most bitter of all waters that any man has ever had to drink. It is the most bitter experience that any man has ever faced. Calvary was the bitter experience of the Lord Jesus. And I know you're probably sitting there saying, boy, Brother Jeremy, he, he, he always is pointing at Calvary. I mean, over the last few podcasts, it's been about Calvary. It's been about Calvary. It is all about Calvary. It is all about what Jesus did. He went to the tree. He was falsely accused. He was lied about. He was blasphemed. He was shamefully treated. He was stripped of his garments, hang naked before the crowd, despised the shame, was beaten, was mocked, was cursed, was scorned, was bloodied and bruised for you and I. And he bore every bit of it. He bore the curse of sin. Your sin, my sin. It wasn't his at all. It wasn't his at all. 
And on that tree, he tasted death for every person of humanity. Not just some select elect few. He tasted it for every man. And I'm going to just say to you today, some of you are facing bitter waters right this very moment. Maybe you had something come up today and you said, I think I'm going to go listen to the podcast. Or you started searching for a podcast. Maybe this is the first time you've ever listened to the Treasures of Truth podcast. And you're walking through a trial. You're going through a, a fiery experience where you don't know what to do. And you're facing some bitter, bitter, bitter waters. You need to let God show you the tree. The cross is important. The cross can help you. Because of Calvary, it's not as bad as it used to be. It's not as bad as it should be. It's not as bad as it could be. And it's not as good as it will be. I don't know if y'all heard what I just said. But I'm going to back up and say it again. Your bitter experience, because of Calvary, it is not as bad as it used to be. It is not as bad as it should be. It is not as bad as it could be. And it is not as good as it will be. Do you remember the record in John 18 um, where that armed mob came to Gethsemane to arrest the Lord? And, And Simon Peter was so zealous for the Lord, and he wanted to protect him the best he could. And the Bible said he drew out his sword and tried to use it. And Jesus said this to him. Put up thy sword into thy sheath. The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? That bitter cup of sin, that bitter, you talk about Amara. And every time we take that drink from the cup of communion, we need to try and concentrate on the sweetness of that fruit of the vine. I love the grape juice. I love, I remember as a child when we would take communion, I loved that grape juice. We didn't have it in our house. You know, when we were kids, we we didn't have, when I was a child, um, we didn't have everything that we have today. You can go to my pantry at home, and there's goodies for the grandbabies, the very things that they all like. Miss Rebecca makes sure she keeps them in the pantry, and when they come over, she just spoils them rotten and, and feeds them up, fills them up and feeds them with all that junk and, and sends them home. That's what you're supposed to do with grandchildren. It wasn't that way when I was a child. Uh, we didn't have a lot of snacks in the house. We didn't. We didn't snack between meals. We didn't. We would drink water. Mom would make sweet tea. We didn't have cokes and and sprites and Melliellas in the house. We went to town every now and again, and we'd go up to Charlie's store up up on six hundred one above the church, and I'd get me a Mountain Dew or Melliella and, and maybe a Moon Pie. But you didn't do that every day. And uh, when I was a boy, we'd take communion. We never had Welch's grape juice in the house, never. But boy, I loved it. I still love it today. And I remember when I'd take that cup and after I got saved and I'd drink that, I wanted more. I was like, man, I want some more of that. And one day, <laughs> one day after communion was over, I got in trouble because my daddy turned around and I was up there drinking all the remaining cups of grape juice. And uh, because I love that sweetness of that grape juice. And I'll say this, every time we partake of the Lord's Supper, every time we drink uh, that 
that juice, that fruit of the vine, and we take of that uh, of that wafer of unleavened bread, we need to think how sweet it is and how bitter his cup was. His cup was bitter so that I could have a cup of sweetness. And as we taste that sweetness, we need to think of the cup he drank because that bitter cup, that belonged to me. He took my cup of sin. He took my bitter cup that I might have the sweet cup. And I know there are many that are facing the bitter waters of Mara. The circumstances are the same, are different, but the cure is the same. Your only solution is to let God show you the tree. Your situation in life may never get better. Your problem may never go away. Your circumstance could go down from here. But listen, the tree has been thrown in the water. And that gives us assurance that there's a better place that is free from the bitter waters of Mara. Beloved, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to test you as though some strange thing had happened, strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. You and I, when the bitter experiences come, will be made bitter unless we bring the cross into our experience. Let God show you the tree, and cast the cross of Jesus Christ into whatever bitter experience you're facing because it cannot be anywhere close to the bitter experience that he faced. Now today, go out and be salt and light. What a story we have to tell. There's people hurting everywhere. Sin is on the rampage. And with sin comes sorrow. So people are more sorrowful today than they've ever been. Suicide, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, um, prescription drugs to try to numb the pain of, of, uh, and the agony that their minds and hearts are feeling. They're everywhere. And we've got the solution. We can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God has called you to be salt and light, to go out in this world and tell people, hey, Yes, life is bitter, but the cross can make it sweet. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose tomorrow? I'm going to get up, pray, read my Bible, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go turn somebody's bitter water into sweet water by the gospel of the cross of Jesus Christ. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.